Live from Casa del Rio in Nashville, Tennessee, just down the river from the Grand Ole Opry, it's The Dreamer's Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. Grab a seat, grab a drink, saddle up, and let's take a ride down this Dreamer's Road. Vamanos, y'all. Hola, mis amigos. This is Stephanie Urbina-Jones, and you're watching The Dreamer's Road live right here from Mikasa Casa del Rio outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, wow, what a year it has been. So many upheavals, so many tragedies, so many heartbreaks. And I'm sure for all of us, even within these hard times, we've also found some nuggets of gold in our families, in our our friends, Zoom, and the things that we've created. In the midst of 2020, I was inspired to come and create a show that I'd want to watch, a show about dreamers, because all of us have an epic story of our life to share, every single one of us. And I'm really interested and inspired to keep digging for the gold, not only in my life, but other people's lives that might reflect and mirror back to you the amazing epic tale of your story. Tonight we have part two with Mr. Bill Worrell, a dear, dear friend of mine. He's a sculptor, he's a painter, he's truly an artist of life. He's lived an epic journey of triumph and tragedies, of joys, of flat tires, and things that have happened in his life that really have influenced him and made him who he is and put the heart in his art. You're gonna just love him. It's, I'd say, almost required watching for Dreamer's Road, a new documentary that's coming out or has come out on Mr. Bill World called Emerging from the Garden of Thorns. This documentary was created over many years by a filmmaker by the name of Eric Thines he became passionate about telling Bill Worrell's story and followed him um, all over. And this documentary, which you can check out on Amazon, if you go to Amazon and just put in Emerging from the Garden of Thorns, should be required, joy-filled watching for anybody with a dream in their heart, because it takes all of it to make a road worth living and continuing to travel on. About 15 years ago, as a young dreamer artist, I dreamt of this place called the Montreux Jazz Festival. Any artist who's ever you know, watched any kind of television or listened to records over time has heard about this festival in Switzerland. I always dreamt of playing it, and I had the great honor just about five years ago to go there and make my debut uh, appearance. And that night, like this time that we're traveling through, uh, was a time of mixed blessings. It was a bittersweet time of great joy and also of great tragedy. And so one of the things that I brought to that audience that night is a song that I wrote with my friend, Mark Marchetti. I wrote this song in the darkest hour of my life when I was broken and didn't know if I could truly get up. I wrote a song to get through it. And this song became a song that we recorded and filmed at the Montreux Jazz Festival. 
Tonight, I'd like to share this and send this song out as a prayer in the dark to anyone in this country or around the world who is suffering or scared or longing for hope. May you find a prayer in the dark.
Now here's the truth, y'all. I was praying, and I was praying, and I was praying. And there was nothing, there was nothing, there was no answers, there was no relief. And then finally, one morning, out of nowhere, these words came to me and they settled in my heart. And this is what they were. There is no faith without doubt. That's what faith is all about. There is no faith without doubt. That's what faith is all about. dream with a song like that. I hope that it has speaks to your heart and I hope that somewhere somehow you believe the truth there is no faith without doubt. Well just like me some of y'all do not know but I too am a minister like my great-grandfather Manuel Anaya Urbina. I am a minister and so is my next guest. Mr. Bill Whirl is a minister of love and an artist of life. I'm so excited this is the second part of an interview that went on and inspired me so much that I said, we have to divide it up and put it into two parts because the medicine and the storytelling and the life of this living legend artist is so profound that I wanted to share it with you all. This is Mr. Bill Whirl, you guys. Check this next interview out. Enjoy his story. I hope it inspires you to keep the faith through the doubt and to keep weeding those weeds in your life so that you too can emerge from the garden of thorns. One third day, it was the 25th. I had just finished a new wax. It was a wall hanging sculpture. A wax is a pattern that will be cast into bronze and become a bronze sculpture. And I was going through a period of extreme sadness because I had severed the relationship with somebody I dearly loved. And, you know, I knew that it was never going to work like she wanted it to work and like I would wanted to work and I ended that relationship and I was so sad, but I knew I had to do it. And on the back of that sculpture, 
I wrote something. Actually, I wrote it in my journal. And then I decided that I was going to inscribe it on the back of that sculpture. And I named it the shaman of the free spirit. And it talked about how important it is to put things to rest that need to be put to rest and to do so without shame, without fear, without reservation. And, uh, not long after that, I did another sculpture and I wrote a similar writing that dealt with preserving that thought of maintaining the free spirit. And one of the workers at the foundry was so moved by that writing that she called up and said she had done something she had been dreading and putting off for months. And that was that she knew she had to put her horse down because the horse was suffering. Mm -hmm. And that writing gave her enough strength to do that. And so I began writing things and putting them on the back of sculptures. And I asked a friend of mine one time, a man you know, we both know, his name's Richard Perna. And Richard Perna was kind of the lead head man for Hamstein Music Publishing. And by this time I had informed the galleries. They kept asking me, are you ever going to publish these writings? And I said, just keep a list, tell people, get their name and address, tell them if we ever publish these, we will let them know. So I asked Richard, I said, look, I know you're in a different line of publishing. You're in music publishing. And I'm talking about literary publishing, but I've got 500 names of people that want these writings. Do I publish these myself and take a risk of people thinking it's a vanity publication? Or do I send them to a publisher and get them published, attempt to by some established press? He said, oh, no, you do it yourself. You don't give it to a publisher because you're not going to like what you see if you see it at all. And if you've got 500 people that want to buy that, I'll guarantee you, you can get a major press to publish it. And that's how my first book, Voices from the Caves, The Shaman Speak, came out. And that's what led to the second book, uh, Journeys Through the Winds of Time, which led to places of mystery power and energy and conversations with Ellie and outside the lines. And we're about to come out with number five right now, which is called Road notes of a peripatetic. Oh, a peripatetic? Uh, road notes of a peripatetic. I've never even heard that word, Whirl. Peripatetic. Oh. <laughs> not, not pathetic, but pathetic. I get it. I get so, it. <laughs> yeah, Google, Google peripatetic. And I was once a peripatetic. So these are random notes from years and years of uh, notes out of my journals. Just some of them are one sentence, some of them are two pages, some of them are a paragraph. And uh, I think it will be an entertaining book for people. 
and I hope to have it out this spring. Well, uh, for, well for those of y'all who are just joining us on the Dreamers Road, I'm here with my dear friend and creative adventurer. Um, if you're listening in, you know that he he writes books, he paints, he does sculpture, he creates cemeteries of thorns, <laughs> which is where we're going to go next. He's just really one of the most creative beings that I've ever had the honor and joy of meeting. You know, a day with Whirl, an hour with Whirl is, is, is a gift. I want to talk about the movie that was made, the documentary on your life, on your heart, on your art. And um, it's really touching to me. You know, um, the name of, of, the of the documentary is Emerging from the Garden of Thorns. And I want to invite anybody and everybody, really, I mean it, mean it, go to Amazon and plug it in and rent it and, and watch it because it's inspiring, not just as an artist, but on the art of life, of living life, of putting to rest things that um, are no longer needed in our lives so that we can really live. And um, I just, you know, I'm going to show you some of the pictures um, from World's Garden of Thorns right here. I had the honor of going and personally visiting it recently. Whirl, I mean, what is this? I just love this. You have the Garden of Thorns, this cemetery that you've created to put things that you no longer want or need to rest. Um, I love it. Shame, blame, the Republican and the Democratic Party. <laughs> And what I know and love so much as an artist, poverty, poverty, this idea. Tell us about how this came to be and how important that is for you. And, and as a teacher, I feel like this is such an important thing that you're teaching us to lay it to rest, people. Well, I thank you for that acknowledgement, Stephanie. Uh, I think there are things that we incorporate into our lives that do not serve us. Uh, you know, there's a lot of junk that we need to discard. Feelings of not being worthy, feelings of shame, feelings of guilt. Some of those things just don't serve us. Uh, I uh, somehow came up with this idea of just taking some of these things and ceremonially, ceremoniously burying them. Uh, you know, blame. We always have a tendency to blame somebody for the things we do that make things go less than the way we'd have them go. Uh, sometimes we choose poverty instead of abundance. Uh, there, there are just so many things that don't serve us. Uh, 
and the only way I know to get rid of those things is bury them, get them out of your mind, get them, get them out of my mind, get them out of your mind. People get them out of their minds. Just, you know, and so I thought I'm going to actually create a graveyard and make crosses and tombstones for these things. And guilt is one of the real debilitating things. We're made to feel guilty at such early ages. Did you spill your milk? Shame on you. Shame and guilt. No, I didn't spill my guilt. Uh -uh, My milk. (laughs) And there's the milk right there on the table. No, I, I didn't spill it. There it is right there, you bad boy. No, I didn't do it. Stephanie did it. She knocked it over. So I lie and I create the blame, cast the blame on you. Doesn't serve me, doesn't serve you. Doesn't serve the supreme architect of the universe. Doesn't serve anybody. Uh, Probably the best way to experience the garden of thorns theologians have argued for centuries over what the apostle paul said in reference to the thorn in his side and people don't know what that thorn is or was and all sorts of conjectures have been made about it uh which we will not go into But I thought, talk about a thorn in the side. Guilt has been a thorn in the side for me. Poverty has been a thorn in the side for me. Both the major political parties have been thorns in the side for me. Uh, And on and on it goes. So with the help of my friend Spider Johnson, Paul Lowry, and and uh, some other people, Terry Sabin, uh, I got them to help me plant these tombstones, cast them in concrete, made some of them out of wood so they're actually deteriorating, fenced it off. Every now and then my cows get into it tear it up a little bit, but it is, it is a garden literally of thorns. And, uh, it's it's what you would call an art installation. Full moon above. Bill Worrell, famed visual artist, sculptor, writer, songwriter, musician, adventurer, canoeist, dog lover, and collector of people. The rains came and they kept coming, they kept coming, and a four or five foot wall of water came down carrying rocks and stones and logs. We spent five to six days on the Pecos 
two of those days we were holed up in caves waiting for a flash flood to recede enough to where we could continue the odyssey. What he tells is that he knew from right then that it was going to change his life. Yes, it is. It is amazing. And I just want to, for any of y'all who are joining us, I think this is such an important point. You know, people that are really, this is an amazing dreamer, powerful dreamer who's lived so many wild dreams and adventures. And this is such an important moment for me. Like, oh, yeah. Let those things go. Bury them, Stephanie, so you can actually continue to live on. Thank you for sharing that art installment that you have out there. And I want to. Well, Eric Tennyson, his wife, Deborah, spent three years making that. And that's normally the kind of thing that a person such as myself would hire somebody to make as a promotional tool. And I didn't put one cent into that. They did it as a labor of love because they wanted to do it. They spent three years making it and they have won several first places in film festivals about the country with that documentary. I think it's 57 minutes long or just under an hour, something like that. So, uh, amazing. Um, I, I talked to Eric and Deborah, and I was so blown away. Like I said, I like every human being, it's such a joy to watch and, and to see how life has shown up and you've shown up for life. And it's again, you guys, it's called Emerging from the Garden of Thorns. And you can go and, and just put that in at Amazon and rent it for $2.99 and enrich your heart. Um, it's just, it's amazing world. It was yeah, and all three of the galleries have it for sale. And I don't, I don't have a clue what the price is. It's normal CD price probably. And all of that money goes to the two people who produced it and not to me. It's a, oh, uh, Please. It was a labor of love for them. Watch it for yourself, though. Believe me, as a creator, as a dreamer, go and watch this film. It'll inspire you. And I do want to let everybody know, um, World mentioned it. You can um, you can go to BillWorld.com and check out. That can lead you wherever you need to go. He's in three different galleries. Um, that He's limited to those three galleries now. Um, one of them is... Express, um, Exposures International in Sedona, Arizona. Amazing gallery. The other is the World Gallery in Santa Fe, which is right off of the square, the main square. And the other one is just in, in Mason, Texas, Sandstone Cellars. And they have his work, um, all things world, from paintings to uh, sculptures to their these blessed shaman pieces that I get to carry and wear every single day with me. Well, we're and, and good. <laughs> you know, it would serve all of you to hear this beautiful lady sing <laughs> Stephanie Urbana Urbina Jones is a marvelous vocalist. 
I love her music and she is recently connected with a couple of other ladies that they call themselves the Texana Dames or what is it that you're <laughs> The Texacana Mamas. Texacana Mamas. Uh, and, oh, they make some fine music. Y'all would give yourselves a treat to hear those people sing and perform. And thank you. I, I You know, you're such a gracious person and such a wonderful performer. And I cherish the times when you had me and Sam Baker on stage with you and and uh, Sam would be frightened out of his gourd, you know, afraid <laughs> to perform. <laughs> oh, those were good times. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I know you were well on your way, but Sam and I were babies as, as artists and dreamers coming to life. And you were such a big wind in our sails and in our heart, believers, and reminding us that God loves it when we dance. Well, world, before we end this dreamer's road, I really want to end it with you know, what would you say, what advice would you give to any young or old dreamer? Because we are, it's never too late to live a dream, right? What is, yes. what, what advice would you give to anyone that has a fire or a dream in their hearts? Keep dreaming and keep the fire stoked and kindled. <laughs> and those are important things the, the, I ask a man who was a multi-multi-oil man, rich millionaire. I admired him so much. And I was one of the poor boys of Odessa invited to the rich parties. And I got him aside one night and I said, you know, I admire you. And I'm trying to find something out. I'm trying to find out what the ingredients for success are. And I know that intelligence has to be involved. And I know that hard work has to be involved. Intelligence and hard work are as it, they seem rudimentary to me, just basic, but there's something missing and I can't figure out what it is. And if you know, I'd like for you to tell me. And he said, you're correct intelligence is involved and so is hard work there's something else that is a carefully calculated non-capricious risk <laughs> yes. and i spent 10 years trying to figure out what my risk was and one day it was staring me in the face and i took it and I live like a king. <laughs> never, never give up the dream. Never expect somebody to do something for you because they may not be able to and they may be able to and simply not do it. Don't be afraid to ask for assistance. Don't be afraid to ask for help of your fellow being and don't be afraid to give it either. But, boy, keep that dream alive. <laughs> and well, Bill World, I just want you to know because you just we just never know. I just want you to know that you have touched and been a giant part of my dreamer's road. 
and taking that risk just a few moons ago, seven, eight albums ago, and that I just love you. And I'm so grateful that I've got to go on a few adventures with you, and I intend to have a few more. Ah, wonderful. <laughs> and the best of all of y'all who happen to be watching this, uh, remember, sometimes people don't tell you facts. you have it, Mr. Bill Whirl. If you're just joining us, I encourage you to dial back that interview and watch it over and over again. Sage advice from one of the most amazing lives lived, Mr. Bill Whirl. You guys, that is the second part of a two-part um, interview with this, you know, preacher, teacher, sculptor, Mr. Bill Whirl. And in order to honor him, we wanted to share, do a little honky tonk trivia tonight around Mr. Bill Whirl. So, so let's check it out. Oh, by the way, you can check us out. Keep up with us. Watch all the other Dreamers Road at honkytonkmariachi.com. So many. And here we go with the honky tonk trivia, you guys. The winner, by the way, of these trivia contests is going to actually win their own copy of World's Documentary Emerging from the Garden of Thorns. So let's check it out, you guys. Get ready to type in your answers and be the winner tonight at Honky Tonk Trivia. The first question is, who is Bill World's dear friend and honky tonk artist that lives in Nashville. Who is Bill Worlds? Is it Reba McIntyre? Is it George Strait? Is it Kix Brooks? Is it Dolly Parton? Well, he's an amazing dreamer, so you just never know. Oh, or is it Randy Owen? Let's see that question again, you guys. Let us know what your answer is. Who is Bill Whirl's dear friend and honky-tonk artist that lives in Nashville. Is it, let's see what those answers are. Is it Reba McIntyre? Is it George Strait? Is it Kix Brooks? Is it Dolly Parton? Or is it Randy Owen? I'm going to have to get a banjo player or a trumpet player in here to keep the time as we wait for your answers. Who is that artist that lives in Nashville? It's a honky-tonk artist that is a good friend of Mr. Bill Whirl. We have the answer. Who is the artist from Nashville who lives in Nashville that is a dear friend of Mr. Bill Worrell. Is it Reba McIntyre? Mike Stewart says Kix Brooks. You win. You win, Mike Stewart. You are right. Back when Boot Scoot and Boogie was hot on the charts, Bill Worrell was dear friends and 
was a big part of that time in their lives and in their history as musicians and artists, Mr. Kixbrooks, and you, Mike, win a very your very own copy of Emerging from the Garden of Thorns tonight. All right, we have one more question tonight on Honky Tonk Trivia. Okay, you guys, where does Bill Whirl live? Where does Bill Whirl live? Is it El Paso, Texas? Is it B, New Art, Texas? Is it C, Paris, Texas? <laughs> Is it D, Paris, Tennessee? <laughs> Is it Fredericksburg, Texas? I'm gonna ask you those, those, this question, honky tonk trivia again. Where does Bill World live? I wanna know, is it El Paso, Texas? Is it B, New Art, Texas? Is it C, Paris, Texas? Is it D, Paris, Tennessee? All right, you dreamers, or Fredericksburg, Texas, in the heart of the hill country. Well, I can tell you some of those are really close to the heart of where Mr. Bill Whirl lives on the river with his art studios and his dog and all of these amazing sculptures in the sun every day when you get up, it's just amazing right there. So you guys, who's got the answer? Who's gonna win emerging from the garden of thorns this this next video by the way you guys you can check it out on amazon just go to amazon and put in emerging from the garden of thorns and watch this 57 minute inspiring documentary um, so once again the question is where does bill whirl live is it a el paso is it B, New Art, Texas. Is it C, Paris, Texas? Is it D, Paris, Tennessee? Or is it E, Fredericksburg, Texas? I wanna know, do we have any answers out there? What are folks saying? What do you think? I need my trump. Mike Turner says New Art, Texas. Well, Mike, it's not Fredericksburg. It's not El Paso. It's not Paris, Tennessee. It's not Paris, Texas. It is new art. Hey, Mike Turner, you are the winner of Emerging from the Garden of Thorns. I know you and Cheryl are going to love it. Um, wonderful to see you. We'll be sure and PM me uh, your address and we will get that in the mail to you. Thank you, Eric out in California. We're wishing you well. Thank you for making this documentary on Bill Whirl and for offering these gifts for people watching. Well, you guys, we have so many amazing merchandise things that we are developing um, from hats to, I can't even tell y'all some of the exciting things, but we've got hats coming. We've got t-shirts and caps and masks. You can check out everything at honkytonkmariachi.com. But here's a little preview video.
We hope you're enjoying this broadcast of Dreamers Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can support the Dreamers Road through music and merchandise. Visit www.honkytonkmariachi.com. <laughs> we have so much fun making all this stuff together. I want to thank everybody on the production team here, our live stream producer, Mike, Preston Sullivan, Alex Cortez, and all the people at Casa del Rio that help us put this together. My husband, Jeremy Pager, my daughter, you know, it's a, it's been a family affair and I'm sure it will continue to be. I really hope in this time that we're all going through together, that you remember to find the faith, even in the doubt. I hope that maybe, just maybe, this inspiring documentary and interview by Bill World, this sage sculptor artist, reminds us all not only to pray, but be willing to go out there and just dig up those weeds, those those garden of th- those garden of thorns, the guilt, the shame, the blame, the things that no longer serve us, that keep us from our joy and who we were born to be. As we head into this new year, I wish you a happy, hopeful new year. Muchísimas gracias, y'all, and we will see you in two weeks on the Dreamers Road. Adios, mis amigos. Muchísimas gracias, y'all. Thank you for watching The Dreamers Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and by everything at honkytonkmariachi.com. Remember, above all, some dreams are worth dreaming a lifetime to live. Muchísimas gracias. Adios, mis amigos.